Welcome to the Barrels and Business Podcast. I am your host, Jade Green, and this is the podcast for beach-loving, barrel-chasing business owners. In the next hour or so, I plan to give you as many tangible tips on how you can grow and build your kick-ass team, scale your business, and live the epic life of your dreams. So stay tuned while myself and my guests bring you all of the best. Hey there, and welcome to this episode where I am joined by the beautiful Elle McRae, also known as Princess Crystal. She'll tell us a little <laughs> bit about that a little later. I found that. <laughs> uh, the amazing Elle, though, she has successfully found, co-founded not one, but two seven-figure businesses. She's raised a couple of those mini-humans as well. She's lived all over the world. She, I think she'd lived in three countries before she was even 18. Uh, she's been everything from the debriefer at Laser Tag to a makeup artist and a fashion design student. She sold those PABX systems, for those of you in my vintage that knows what that is. <laughs> she's been an international DJ promoter. She's, she's even sold vending machines or rented vending machines. But now... She is the million-dollar mortgage broker coach. She is focused on team and business growth and lifestyle and mindset. She is fiercely committed to helping mortgage brokers take back control of their business and their life so they can propel beyond the six figures and live a life truly fulfilled. That sounds like my type of girl, for <laughs> sure. She loves her family. She loves adventure. She loves the ocean, which is why... She's dear to my heart already. And today we're going to talk about leadership through external adventure and, you know, a bit of our people and culture stuff and why it's so important to building a sustainable business. Elle, what did I miss? Hey, not much. <laughs> I'm getting flustered by you saying all that stuff. I'm not used to people talking about me like that. So. Well, you did just Thank tell me you, you were popping your podcast cherry. So I am. I am. <laughs> I'm very I real. it's one of my favorite things to do to be honest oh good <laughs> <laughs> have you done it often Jane <laughs> I, I've done it for a few people uh yeah. we had a love we had an amazing lady named Shelly from Skate Connection which I think um I think they've got a Skate Connection up near you uh okay. down near you I should say uh and yes yeah, so I I ended up getting a skateboard out of it it was amazing so good oh nice <laughs> so yeah, what did I miss about you? What do you think the audience needs to know? Um, basically, the two businesses that we have started um, are mortgage broking businesses. So they're the seven-figure businesses, and that's why I coach mortgage brokers. But I have been coaching mortgage brokers since about 2009, um, off and on, one-on-one, then had kids, and, and now I'm back doing online programs mostly and sort of group co coaching online. So um yeah I don't you haven't missed much three countries is right I was born in Italy grew up in South Africa um then moved to Aubrey Wodonga for a couple of years did my last two years of school there um and like I'm you said I've just Aubrey's tried a little bit different to whereabouts in South Africa were you uh on the southeast coast it's called East London just a little town yep. and actually now I'm on the central coast of New South Wales and it's such a similar spot um Beautiful. Just a tiny little town on the ocean, you know, grew up on the beach and 
even being in Sydney was hard because we were sort of in a west of Sydney and we've just been dying to get back to the ocean and we've been up here now for about four years and it's just amazing just love every second of it amazing beautiful I uh I I do love South Africa I've been a couple of times um oh good whereabouts uh I've been everywhere from uh Cape Town up to PE through Kruger everywhere I managed to I wanted to I wanted to pretend I was like Kelly Slater and managed to break my toe at J Bay (laughs) uh, one year so I was J Bay yeah I I was there there the week after the WSL and so there was a nice amount of swell that was far beyond my skill set um (laughs) hanging down hanging down at the point but it was winter (laughs) and I'd been in Europe for seven weeks before so let's just say my paddle fitness and my pop-up was little little (laughs) little, little bit of work and I was wearing booties and I hadn't worn booties for ages even when I was in Bali I didn't wear my booties and I kept yeah, right. my toe, but I didn't feel it because I was because they were fucking frozen, <laughs> so cold. <laughs> uh, and because I'm playing football before I I only just recovered from turf toe, and so I caught it, I took it off. It was black and purple, and yep. So I spent four weeks of the trip uh, just in my UGG boots, getting to watch my ex boyfriend at the time, or my boyfriend at the time, oh. barreled. Oh, yeah. you'll have so, to go back. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm just learning how to surf, so I'm I'm getting there. But I, I love the ocean. I love everything about it. So yeah, what maybe one day at? we'll surf together. Tell us about uh, your one. It's well, Alex. My husband just bought me a new one for my birthday. So uh, the I best birthday present. A, yeah, the best birthday present. I sent you a photo. Um, oh yes, I can't remember what it's called, but. It's a massive, massive board, but finally got, it's like a fiberglass, but it's not, I used to just have a foamy. So I've had a foamy up until now and now I've got a real board, but it's still a long board. Uh, yeah. Go you. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yes, we will definitely have to go for a surf. Um, 100%. I need to get up there. I've got a couple of, couple of clients on the Central Coast and oh, Kyle, yeah. who I usually co-host the Team Engineered pod- podcast with is in Newcastle. So nice. Okay. Yeah, Newcastle is right beautiful now. for surf. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're also a snowboarder, right? Uh, skier. Oh, ski. Yeah. yeah. Love I saw skiing. snow. <laughs> Sorry. You saw snow. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. I'd love just anything to do with the snow. We missed out last year and we've got so many holidays booked at the snow this year. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. envious. I've only been once. Um, and I, I feel like I need to, I need to up, up my game. For the winter sport. <laughs> absolutely do it's just the most amazing place to be I dream of it all summer and then finally <gasps> we now get to go <laughs> yeah well that's probably that's probably a good good uh segue into our topic of conversation the adventure of surfing the adventure of uh skiing yeah. in the snow talk to me like what do you see as the link of being able to run a high performance business and why adventure is so important to the business leaders. Yeah. So I just think, I mean, with any sort of leadership skill set, if you live a life of non-experience, like a life in a bubble and you don't learn and grow, the ability to be a a leader is much harder. Um, With the exception, I think of kids, I think kids are 
some of the best leaders in the world and they can teach all of us adults so many things. They're just amazing at intuitively knowing the right thing to do and how to live. But um, in general, if you're an adult, I just think the more experience you can have outside of your work environment, the better leader you're going to be. Because if you think about putting yourself outside and um, any sort of experience where it's going to challenge you, where you might not have been before and you think, this is going to be hard and you're a little bit scared, but you're excited at the same time. It's going to um, push you to that level of, you know, when you think, I don't think I can do this. And you're like that little train, you know, I don't think I can do this. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. But in the back of your mind, you're probably thinking I can't. And if you push through that I can't experience and realise that actually you can, you're going to push through that boundary of resilience that you normally have and you're going to start listening to that other voice that says I think I can and then I can and you're going to start believing that more and more and I just think the more you put yourself in that experience of I can't and start listening to that voice that says I can the more elevated you're going to come back into your business as a leader um, and then also if you think you're having a bad day at work today um, without putting yourselves in the, those experiences, the more you do go out and put yourself in those experiences, the more resilience you're going to have towards those days that are hard. You're not going to think those days are hard anymore. And, and your level of acceptance of those days is going to go higher and higher the more you put yourself in those positions. So, yeah, I'm just a really firm believer on it. I get all my clients to put forward a big challenge of the year every year and they have to commit to it and, you know, put put a date on it and, and we hold them accountable because they just come back revitalised, new people and, you know, ready to take on the world. So, yeah. Oh, so funny. The, you know, I said just before this call, I was, I was running a workshop. So I've literally yeah. just run a two-hour workshop on building our my clients' team. So they send all of their team members to build their six-week get shit done plans. And yeah. we, <laughs> we put it. in one of the things that we have to commit to is what are we going to do to live our life in the next six weeks? And, you know, we do the risk and the rewards, but what's, what's something that you've been wanting to do challenge yourself that, you know, let's not wait till you have a milestone birthday to jump yeah. out of that airplane. Yeah. Let's, let's not wait, you know, for someone's hens party or bucks party to do the surfing lessons. Like That's what, right. what can we actually experience in the next six weeks that you've been putting off or waiting or not giving yourself the permission to, and, and we're going to commit to it. And then your your we call our um, the managers within each of the teams are called their coaches, and so the coach is going to know, and they're going to hold you accountable, and they're going to help you see it. And this is where so we're bringing good. together the team members that have similar goals as well to to see it through. Yeah, give me That's an so example good. of one of them. Give you an example of one of the challenges. Yeah, something that someone's um, either set or done already. Well, my husband, <laughs> I think is the best one. So he went to New Zealand and climbed, wasn't Mount Cook, but it was around Mount Cook. So he put himself into an experience where he wanted to climb mountains, but like, honestly, he's never done it before. And he had to go and buy all the gear, all the ropes, learn how to, you know, tie knots, put crampons on and spend three nights in a hut up in the middle of the mountains. And honestly, some oh. of the videos that he brought back I'm like, how did you not die <laughs> in that experience? And even for me, it's too much of a stretch, even though I love 
adrenaline stuff and adventure, but that was like full on, right? And he he doesn't often get to a point of saying, this is too much, I need to go home. He's such a strong-willed person. But he said even for him, he was in, well, he brought the wrong sleeping bag to start with. So instead of bringing like a, a winter sleeping bag, he brought a spring sleeping bag from here in Australia. Oh, I hate the cold. And he's in a hut that like, there's no, it's not insulated. There's air coming in. And he said he woke up to a pile of snow on his little bunk in this tiny little, like, and he was just shivering all night and freezing. And the next day you've got, you just don't get a chance to get warm. Right. And he said to me, I've never done this before, but I was homesick and I actually wanted to be at home that night. But, and I know like, I know I really feel for him and, you know, my heart goes out to him ever feeling like that but he's come home and now he knows that he can do that right he's he's equipped now and he's more confident and um I just think you you lead better because you're more confident in yourself as well because you believe things about yourself that you might have not believed before so that's that's the most extreme I think for (laughs) once wow but but people are you know that people are at different levels some people um, want to do the five kilometer mud run um, mm-hmm. some people just want to climb you know do a hike a five kilometer hike so it really depends on what your comfort level is now and as long as you're pushing yourself outside of that comfort level and you have that doubt in your mind that you can actually do that that's enough you know and then you can elevate yeah. more and more so yeah but I love well, that you said that because I always say we work so much and so hard to live our best life but actually we need to live our best life to run the best business we can. So, yep. or just to be the best, in, like I, I teach it for team members. So I get all yeah. of my clients to do this stuff with their team. We work on the whole human. I, I challenge them to do these sorts of experiences. I put them through ice baths. I take teams surfing. Love it. Love it. Because of all this layering. And again, because it teaches them the grit, but also because happiness is the greatest hack to productivity and profitability. And when, yeah. when, like you said, once you've had that experience and learned that stuff about yourself, you don't, you, you've expanded, right? That's right. So imagine we can encourage all of our team members to do that. Yeah. How much, <laughs> how much more beneficial is it going to be for us as a business owner yeah. to have them on our team? Exactly. Right. That's right. Can you can't stuff them back into that box. You know, nope. you're not. You're not coming no. back in that box. You don't You're go back in the box. Person. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my uh my scary one for the year, and I've I'm I'm extra scared because it's graduation on Thursday. Yeah. <gasps> Today's so you got to do it before that we're, we're recording on a Tuesday. <laughs> I had for about twenty years said I wanted to do dance lessons. I used to dance for Ministry of Sound when I had a oh, modeling wow. and promotional agency. Wow. Three years ago, back Amazing. in the day. Yeah, um, but that was freestyle, right? Like we didn't have to yeah. get choreographed and everything. And yeah. and yeah. when I did do choreographed stuff, I was always the flyer or the somersaulter or the whatever. I never had to fucking pay attention to the dance steps. And yeah. I was like, I've always wanted to twerk and I've wanted to learn like new dance moves and stuff. And I'm like, I'm too old. I'm too this. And like, I don't <laughs> go to nightclubs anymore. So I don't go out and dance. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to set myself a challenge. I'm going to join a twerk class so <gasps> no I, so I did it because I put it down on my bucket list in years and I was like yeah. Fuck, now I need to do it my my copywriter does booty pop and and twerk and stuff she's like right here's the places you can go yeah so I actually have to perform on Thursday night to 
to the rest of our dance studio, obviously. Oh, okay. It's not, it's not like a public event. Uh, <laughs> but I'm petrified. I'm I'm so petrified I'm getting a private lesson this afternoon because I'm so <laughs> I need to see this video, Jade. <laughs> oh, I, well, last week, because I had COVID and we all got COVID at dance class. And I know that because I didn't leave the house for over a week. It was the only place I did go that week. Yeah, yeah. So, so we did twerk from home. So I had this whole setup and I had to do it out here on the tiles um, because you have to wear knee pads so you can slide. So no. last Tuesday night, I was doing twerk from home on my balcony. Um, with my knee pads and just really begging that my 65-year-old neighbour to look across. <laughs> um, yeah, but but the things that I have learned, like it, for me, I'm a bit, I'm dyslexic and trying to, like the learning I need to learn to do and I kind of struggle to keep up with yeah. the group and sometimes I get things back to front and I get yeah, so I get worried about like, my old football coach is like, oh, it's painful watching you. You can see the cogs turning in your brain. It's fucking painful. <laughs> My surf coach was like, he's like, for fuck's sake. He goes, you're like, you just make it look awkward because you're thinking so much. <laughs> and it was like, it's so, so I stand at the back of the class. I'm like, it's beginner lesson. And I'm like, I feel like it's really hard for me to relax and just nobody cares. No one's looking at me, but it's no, really hard for me I to do that to relax into it. So it's really taught me to, I, I get in there and like, hey, okay, all those fails, just shake your ass. <laughs> just start freestyling again. Like. Just shake, just shake, just shake it. Um, but I'm like, yeah, and I really realized that I, I, I couldn't do some of the moves and I had a few drinks with my girlfriend the other night. I'm like, I showed her the video, I'm like, I can't fucking do this. And then next minute I was, there's this weird leg thing. And she's like, babe, you're doing it. I'm like, Oh my God. What did I just learn then? I just learned that I can watch it. If I replay it and I visualize doing it, what I need to do is not overthink. And sometimes yes. I just need to trust and go with the flow yes. and just let the flow come through rather than like when I overthink things. And I found there's been so many times in, in the last couple of weeks since that moment that I've been trying to force my way through something or think my way to, to perfection yeah. that when I've just gone, it's funny because I'm reading the surrender experiment and I don't know if anyone will ever link twerking and the surrender <laughs> experiment into a business learning, but, but I did. I'm like, ah, oh, I just got to <laughs> surrender, surrender to the twerk. Surrender to the twerk. <laughs> surrender to the twerk, surrender to the universe, just let it flow. So much more fun. <laughs> Oh, it's so true. Like, honestly, it's that's when the best things happen. And I used to have a real thing about doing, you know, I've got a the, the list, the to-do list and everything. And I started working with a coach because I was having all sorts of mental health issues because I was so hard on myself and perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And and um, he said to me, you need to, that. yeah, <laughs> as entrepreneurs, I think that's a, you know, that's a necessary trait, but it's good to to notice it because, he said, you need to do less and be more. And I had a real problem with that. I was like, I just don't, how do I, how do I do less and get stuff done? I just can't. And it took so long to actually undo and unravel all those belief systems. Oh. But now I know that if I just stop for a day 
And even though it feels like nothing's getting done and I sit there and do nothing, that's when the creativity comes. That's when the ideas come. That's when the flow happens. And it's so true. Yep. Maybe maybe I should learn to twerk. And <laughs> you should learn to twerk. <laughs> it's so, so fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then I got addicted. So I was like, well, if I'm going to the studio for twerk, I'm already here. So I may as well do whatever the class is after that. So I also do this floor one where we do somersaults and all sorts of things. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> get floored. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is my jam. You could be like, um, you know how pink, that's her difference. Like when she does performances, she does trapeze and everything. There you go. Yeah. There's your difference. Yep. That can be my, this is, this is my difference. We, in the, uh, on Tuesdays, we do six week get shit done plans and we twerk. No. <laughs> <laughs> we learn to surrender through the twerk. To surrender. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, Brilliant. It, <laughs> well, you've just inspired me because my big scary thing is singing. So <gasps> I've always wanted to sing. I'm a terrible singer. I sing in the shower. And I've always wanted to get lessons, but I'm so scared. I can't get past myself and my self-consciousness and actually opening my mouth in front of somebody else so yeah there is so. there is two I know of two coaches within our coaching program that we're in that are yes. singing coaches do you yes ah, I can't remember the names okay. right now but we'll, we'll okay. find them after this and I Please challenge you me. okay I'll accept the challenge yes <laughs> high five. High five. When, are gonna, when are you gonna sing by <laughs> when are you gonna get a lesson by um end of july oh we're a bit busy till august actually let's say september because we're, we're going away a lot we're scared oh. <laughs> <laughs> too far away i it's guess it's april just a lesson you right? can have one lesson to start because you need to do a trial and figure out your teacher How no about may for my birthday when may for my birthday may for your birthday okay yeah in the show notes show podcast people Put it in there for us, please. Publicly, <laughs> publicly committed she is. Or feel free to leave it out. <laughs> no, no, it's there now. Um, okay, I like it. So these are the things though, right? We, a lot of the stuff that you've talked about is so linked to flow. So I study uh, um, flow with the Flow Research Collective. I'm a um, high flow leadership coach through them. But the thing right. that a common thing we find with leaders and peak performers is their inability to slow down like this is my biggest challenge I've had with doing the program and I've always known like I coach everybody I like I've been a flow consultant and a performance consultant for five years or six years under another yeah. model yeah and I teach the importance of meditation and slowing down yeah. and space yeah. and refilling our cup blah 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 yeah but I still managed to somehow convince myself that I've slowed down, but not really. I probably know. No. <laughs> uh, and one of the big things I have to do with a lot of my clients is in their six week get shit done plans, it's milestones each week of where we're going to create the white space. So mm -hmm. how many massages or saunas or sunrises are you going to actually that. do? Because, because one of the big flow triggers is we need to program our brass and our brain to find solutions, but we need to give it the space mm -hmm. to be able to think and find it rather than do what I do and over like clonk, clonk, clonk yeah. brain. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like it's 
oh, honestly, they did a. They, I got asked to do a thirty day surf challenge um, documentary, um, yeah. to see if they could take someone who was a little bit mm, not so great to getting barreled in thirty days. Wow! And you can watch the videos, and you can see my brain thinking. You can also <laughs> see me doing a somersault over the front of the surfboard. Um, <laughs> really? Because. And my coach is like, I don't understand. Like when we're coaching you, it's fucking painful. He goes, and the minute the coaching session's finished and we'll all just go out for a surf together, you're, you're great. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's because I forgot to think then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Our thinking gets in the way of everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. The thing, the number one thing he said I had to do is every session, I wasn't allowed to go in the water until I got to the edge, grounded and set my intention. And my only intention for the session was to have fun. Good. There's nothing that we're not getting better. We're not trying to get barreled. We're not yeah. doing a turn. Yeah. We're just going to have fun. That's so good. And I think if we can do that with, when we're going into our business experiences, all right, okay, how can we make this more fun? Because so when we have fun, we learn. When we have yep. fun, we integrate. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Um, and not only learn, like, you just learn so much about yourself. Um, the other day I was so stressed about business and, and trying to get all this stuff done. I've got a launch coming up and, you know, all these things that were stressing me out about all the cogs in the business. And I just had to take myself off and lie down for five minutes and just not think and do nothing. And I just, and it's really hard for me to still do that, but I just lay there for five minutes and almost immediately I had this like wash of calm come over me and just almost like this idea settle on me. I didn't make it up, but just came to me that all I want to do is deliver and be with my people. And so that's all I'm going to focus on. And all I've done now is focus on being with my tribe, being with my members and delivering to them. And the rest is still happening, funnily enough. Yeah. Like it just, it happens and it happens, it happens so much better. It happens in more flow with more order and, and peace and calmness. And, yeah. and you get so much more done, which is, you know, contradictory to what people think, but yeah. So now let's like break the brains of the business owners, because <laughs> if we know that, right. And we know it to be true for ourselves, how do we teach our team and allow our team because so many of business owners are like but i pay them by the error not to fucking lay down figure out yeah. a download, <laughs> right they'll just get lazy so what, how could you how like if you're thinking about the culture and and how you do this with teams and how you lead them what's your best advice on that i'm sorry i keep having to shut the door because there's a bloody lawnmower oh that's okay yeah, me too i had to close all my windows and it's so hot here today there's all this noise outside. Um, look, I think with the team, it's, I think as a business owner, as a leader, there's a lot more of nothing that needs to happen. You need a lot more um, nurturing and time because you're the creative. You're the person that's coming with the ideas and has to um, take space and breathe to be able to make that happen. You're also delivering and, you know, being with people, your energy has been taken. So you have to re um vamp that energy and just you know keep some of that for yourself but I think the team is obviously still important when it comes to that I think for the team it's more about solidifying morning and evening routines like I'm so big on them and they sound so boring but if you don't have 
especially if you get busy and you get overwhelmed, if you don't plan your day the day before, you know, for the next day and you don't plan out your week for the next week, I think for the team that has to be a real um, set in stone from the leader down in taking time to plan out the next week, sharing, you know, your daily calendar, your, as a business leader, here's my calendar for the week. This is when I'm available. This isn't when I'm available. Um, and having, like I'm so big on planning. I just talk about planning all the time. Again, it sounds so boring, but actually if you sit down at the end of the day and you plan your next day, if you sit down at the end of the week, and plan your next week, you have so much more time and more space to be the person that you need to be to deliver the things that you need to do. So I think when it comes to team management, that's the main thing is teaching them the meditations, giving them um, access to what we learn, like the, the, you know, all the resources that we're learning and teaching them as well so that they're treated as, le as leaders as well. But I think time management and having the space to actually deliver the things that they're supposed to deliver and not over cramming somebody with a to-do list, um, really figuring out what their genius zone is so that they can deliver what they're good at and what they love to deliver so that they their energy is like multiplied when they're doing it um, and taking away stuff that they aren't good at and don't like and spreading it, you know, spreading the love. I think they're the things that we need to put in place for our teams. Yeah. What I love about what you were saying there is teach them the stuff that we're learning, right? Pass the knowledge yes. on. Help yes. them to be self-led and give yes. them the leadership skills. Give them the life coaching that we get as leaders, like as business yeah. owners, pass this on to them. And this is what I, why I love my clients. Let me coach the team as the whole human. So I get to do this stuff with their team members that they would never usually have. So when they do, yes. like the, the, I reference six-week get your done plan again because we just did it this morning. But in that it's like okay how do we do our ideal week plans so mm -hmm. let's let's map out the projects and not just not all the little shit like let's just get clear on what's important get yeah. rid of the rest and let's figure out how we can create our ideal week plans not just your ideal week here at work but your ideal week for who you are as a human like when are you going to pick what days are you going to pick your kids up like, because that's yeah. going to make you feel less stress and you're going to show up more. You're going to feel more recharged, right? That's right. When are you going to, what, what days are you going to go to the gym? How do we yeah. work that into your work schedule? Like, who do you need to communicate on the team so that yeah. you can say, hey, on Wednesdays, I'm going to be in a little later because I'm going to go and do this yoga class. Yeah. And we start to communicate and the framework. And then I think this is what helps the business owners when we have the languaging and the structure because i say that uh the number one the number one thing that creates freedom is discipline and that's the same for our team yes, right so true if they want the freedom to create their own weeks and to to be flexible with their hours they need to have the discipline of reporting or showing or communicating what else yeah. they're going on in them and the things they're achieving and exactly once we can right. do that like the business owner doesn't get one where the fuck sally it's nine o'clock on wednesday yeah. morning oh sally's yeah. at yoga but she'll be working back later tonight. So I know I can give her that project then. Yeah, that's right. right? And, she's and like you said, and yeah. And like you said, treating them like leaders so that they're adults <laughs> and they are respected with their time so that they yeah. can take time for themselves and get stuff done. But we're also trusting that they're getting their work done. So, you know, empowering them. And also, like you said, you don't have to get into the nitty gritty of all the different tiny projects. You have to be able to 
hire on culture and values and know that you've got the right people in place so that you can just hand over a project and trust that they will get the things done the way you would do them almost you know have your voice and and have your back I want them to do them not how I would do them I hire people in their genius that are the opposite to me so that oh, true. They when they done yes, way yes. Than I do. <laughs> don't do it like me do it like no, you <laughs> i need detail oriented people <laughs> yeah, i meant with your voice like me. you know having having that you're you're having your back and your voice so that it sound you know it's it's still your business and your your yeah. values but yeah exactly it's, don't it's got your, your dna <laughs> <through it. laughs> yeah yeah so on that then you talked about hiring for for culture and values Walk me through your beliefs around this. How do you teach your clients to do that? So we have a hiring process. We've got a team um, hiring program that we teach. And it's the exact things that we've done in our businesses over the past 17 years. We've hired four top 10 um, lenders in the country and award-winning admin staff. Um, we've learned through our mistakes, obviously. And the main things that I teach is don't, hire out of desperation, don't hire in a rush and don't hire for experience. Um, every time we've gone through that process and we've tried to hire somebody with experience to get things done quicker, it's just hasn't worked out for, for How our business. How hard is it to untrain bad habits? Uh, it's so hard. And, and But also, you know, people come in with a preconceived idea of what they do and how they do it and, um, and they're I don't know, just their values are different. So we, we're we very firm on hiring younger people who have not got the experience and they shadow us very heavily. There's no expectations on them for that first year. And they basically become mini Alex's who runs the, the, the lending business, um, mini me's, you know, they just, they just become these little mini people that <laughs> know exactly yeah. how you do things, um, how the business works. And the training is, minimal because we've got you know training processes in place but it's more about shadowing you and and yep. they already are the person that you need them to be so yeah that's that's the love main it. thing that I teach love it. yeah I, I come from 13 years in headhunting and recruitment prior to Amazing. focusing purely on the people and culture side of things yeah and I've trained with, I lost count at 150 152 uh wow. recruiters that I've trained wow. from scratch and Amazing. we had a really firm policy to not hire um, with experience. Yep. And I let the wheels get off the wagon. Um, in my last recruitment firm, my headhunting firm, I had investors and they were they had convinced me to hire some people with experience. And yeah. I'm like, you know, what? I'm like, hold on, I'm the expert. What? But, you know, we did what they did. Yeah. And, and seriously, yeah. it was a fucking disaster. Yeah. And it's crazy. I, I, was, I would really look back and I'm like, why like why you did we do that yeah but friggin at that stage 10 years or 11 years not doing that why didn't yeah why why yeah um and it's like they wanted the quick wins it's like it's not the quick wins it's, it goes against no. everything else everything that i believe and it really is like sometimes you have to if depending on the level of role i do a lot of work with tradespeople. they might need a trade qualification for sure yeah yeah right um because you know, four years to learn how to use knives for my butchers. It's a bit of Too a setback, long. right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we need them now. We're still hiring yeah. them. Yeah. But trying to get someone that's done exactly what we've done and only hiring that or if they've got this type of background is futile. And yeah. honestly, uh, anyone that's listened to my shows before know that I 
I love a book by Ben Horowitz called um, What You Do Is Who You Are. And it really is the culture of your business is what you do as the leader. And it's, yeah. and so it's modeled off of that. So if you want people that it truly are ingrained in your, your DNA, like your culture is what you, what your people do when you're not watching. So if you want them to do stuff as well yes. as you would do in alignment with your values and your virtues, when you're not overshadowing them, then you yeah. need to model it to them. You can't just exactly. Cause the problem, the biggest problem I think when people hire someone with experience is they think they already know it all. Yeah. And then they don't indoctrinate them and, and build the DNA. Like they just sit yeah, them at the you desk. You spend the time. That's right. Them. Yeah. Because yeah. that's and why so you're hiring them with experience. Well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And I think the other thing is um, KPIs around culture and around values, which most people don't do. And you say that to I people and they go, yeah. <laughs> And most people go, how do I do that? And I go, well, it's easy. If you know what your culture and your values are, you just make sure that people adhere to that, you know, as they go forward. And yeah. that's a, that, that yeah, goes to your KPIs. That's right. They're measurable. Make it measurable. That's right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you I just definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and you would be aligned. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's a tough yeah. one for people to do. And um, because they're like, it's, oh, it's so intangible. So, I utilize yes. usually a 360 degree uh, anonymous feedback. Like you can just use a Google form. We get an external VA to collate it so that no one can ever know what it is, but we get people to self-rate and we use like a, a, a range. So I have um, um, the mindset model that I was trained in by being more human. Actually, they're up in your region as well. Um, yeah. like there's the, the, the sufferer, survivor, which are your victim level of mindset. Yeah. Your passages, yeah. they just yeah. do the bare ass yeah. minimum. They're along yeah. for the ride. They're just sitting on the boat. <laughs> Everyone else is fucking rowing when they're just hanging out. Right? You've got your drivers. They're actually rowing the boat. So they're like rowing in the same direction. And then you've got your thrivers. So if you thought of a dragon boat, they're like banging the drum at the front of the boat, keeping the beat, getting everyone going. Yes. Yep. If someone yep. does get tired on the oars, they're like, you, you jump out, I'll row for you. Right? Yep. So if you can give some framework about what, what behavior sits with different levels of it and people yep. can then self-rate. Have you been a... Have you been a passenger for the last six weeks or have you been in the driver's seat? Were you a thriver? You're yeah. dragging other people through. Manager yeah. gives the same feedback and then the team gives the feedback and then you get a, an average. And that can be a very tangible result that you can link your KPIs and you can link your rewards and things like that too. And your performance management, if there is a, a really clear system. Is there, right. how else, is there any other ways that you do that with team to like to be able to have the measurable no we well we've got a kpi document that we use but we literally because we teach people how to instill culture and how to revamp their culture and and find out what their values are and really go through that whole process um we just have them put those in the kpi document and same thing so but it's not anonymous you know during the um every six weeks or whatever they sit down and do their little how well with the with the owner um they sit down and they self-rate and then the person gives feedback as well so it's it goes back and forth and it also gives them that responsibility of you know you tell me how you're going and unless they're like dead set sociopaths they're not going to lie about that stuff so <laughs> um yeah 
But I think that another important thing that you had there though was about regular feedback loops. So you said six weeks as well. Yeah. And that open discussion and that feedback and getting people to to self-rate and to give themselves feedback is so important, that reflection. And too many businesses are still, especially um, small or like scaling up businesses, they're still on, we do an annual review and it's really about like reviewing. They think it's just a review whether they're going to get a, get their salary. It's like, no, (laughs) reviewing you as whether you're doing your job to help them. Um, We need to be reflecting on what's going on that they need to shorten those feedback loops. And I think the other thing is um, holding the leader accountable as well. So I think uh, there has to be that equality in terms of uh, like our promise to you and your promise to us, because often we think of employees as what, can you do for me? What can you do for my business? But actually, what can we do for you to make you the best human possible as well? And am I holding up my end of the deal or am I not? And so there has to be that open, candid flow of communication where people don't take offense. It's not a personal thing. It's just about business. And we have to be able to take that feedback and move on. Um, But I think the leader needs to obviously lead with that and be able to take it as well and open with what I think I'm not doing well enough. How, you know, this is how I think I can improve. Do you agree? Is there something that I haven't done well? You know, how can we move forward together? So I think if it goes back and forth and the owner is accountable as well, um, and often, you know, they don't want to be because (laughs) they're not doing the things that they should be doing, but that's where it starts, you know, and you can't expect your people to be those people without you being those people, so... Yeah. That is my mic drop moment. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Bang. That's the mic drop. Because, because that's like the, the number one way you grow your business is being held accountable and having that real feedback from your people because you don't yep. know what you don't know. You, yep. if you, you need to park your ego and if you really want to be held accountable, you, you, you need to speak so they can hear you. You need yeah. to be able to serve them and meet them where they're at. And if you want to get peak performance and continue to retain your people, you need to know if they're happy and you need to know how to serve them and recognize that this is an alliance, not a dictatorship. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Exactly right. And they're invested. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us, where can people connect with you if they're if they're a mortgage broker who needs to take their business to the next level want to get their life back on track and propel beyond the norm where do they go (laughs) we love inviting people to our clubhouse group on facebook um it's an open free group for all mortgage brokers to come and learn more about um business we've got trainings in there we've got um you know open forums i do live videos every week so uh, it's just a great place to come and connect and have an open mastermind. Um, and I'm sure you guys will put the link down there somewhere because we'll I don't put the link in the hand. place somewhere yeah. around. It'll be in the show notes, in the show notes, and potentially but on the screen. Yeah, and if you search on Facebook, the Mortgage Broker Clubhouse, it should come up as well. So yeah, that's where we're at. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to pop your cherry. Thank you, Jade. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> And uh, I think that we'll need to do a round two at some time in the future because there's a few uh, other areas of, uh, that we align on that I think would be amazing to unpack. I'd love to. Anytime, Jay. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun and um, I hope people got something out of it too.
Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Jade. Bye, guys. Bye. See you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Barrels and Business Podcast. If you are ready to build your kick-ass team, you're looking to scale your business, or you just want ways that you can get wet more often, make sure you head on over and connect with us at barrelsandbusiness.com. Actually, while you're at it, why don't you just hit subscribe wherever you are watching and listening to the podcast right now. I'll see you guys on the next episode.